Amen. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for this opportunity once again to receive from his throne as he shares the word with us, as he continues to encourage us and to exhort us in the ways of the truth. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you and bless you and honor you even for this day. This is another day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you. We bless you that you are a caring Father. <clears throat> you are mindful of us, O Lord. You never leave us nor forsake us. And mighty Father, may your word go forth in power and in simplicity that we may receive from your throne, O God. For you said men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. May your word this morning, Lord, bring a life-changing experience in each one of us who are listening to the truth that we are hearing. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank God for his grace upon our lives. Even though we are in this world, we do not live like people of the world. So even though there may be many challenges that we face, but we know that in Christ we have the victory. So I know that some of you may be facing difficult times now. Some of you, it might be marriage challenges, it might be financial challenges. For some, it's even health issues. And maybe you even say that I've been given a report that is not uh, pleasing about my health. Or I've been standing on the word of God for so long for my healing, but still I'm not getting through. I also just want to say to you that there are times sometimes when you face a mountain and you feel this is insurmountable. But it's not all the mountains that you face that you need to go over. Some of the mountains you may need to go around them. But there are also cases where you need to go through. So that's why we have a term breakthrough. So sometimes you need to break through with your God. I'm reminded of one time when the children of Israel were being chased by the Egyptians when they were following them. And then in front of them was the Red Sea. So it means like they've reached a cul-de-sac, now you don't know what to do. It is the same that some of you may be experiencing. You say, Pastor, I think I'm at a cul-de-sac now. I don't know where else to go. But look at what happened with the children of Israel when they had reached the Red Sea. They had a God who can make a way where there seems to be no way. I want us to go together to the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verse 13 to 16. We are going to read it in the New King James Version. It reads, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. You can see in this case that when you have God on your side, there's nothing that can block you even when you think you have reached a cul-de-sac, even when you think there is no way, God can always make a way. Look at this example here. 
Children of Israel with that sea in front of them, on the side they couldn't go anywhere. Behind them were their enemies. But then God still made a way. So when he made a way, he says to Moses, just lift up your rod, and then the sea will part. And the children of Israel will go through the dry ground. And as they were going through, the Egyptians were following them. But they did not know how that miracle came about because the waters had just stopped on the sides. So it was like walls on the left and on the right around them. Water having stopped. And then they went through. When the Egyptians were chasing them, just when the Israelites, all of them were out of the place where the sea was, the Egyptians were still deep there. Then the time for miracle was over. And then Moses pointed the, his rod back, and then all the waters came through, and the Egyptians were all drowned, and then the Lord fought for his people. So sometimes some of the things why you are always just troubled and you think, how will I do this, how will I do this, is because you're thinking about your own strength. You are not thinking about this very same God who opened the Red Sea for the Israelites. So if you think about this God in that way, then you know that you serve a great God. You serve a mighty God. So today I want us to share about, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? So let's go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, verse 17 and 27 in the New King James Version. We'll do Jeremiah 32, 17, New King James Version. Then we will also go down to 26 and 27. So let's read. Ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Then verse 26. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Jeremiah says, Lord, we know that there is nothing too hard for you. That's what we always say as human beings. Sometimes we say we know that God is all-powerful. He can do anything. But are you really believing him in a way that you believe that he can do anything? That you believe that nothing is impossible with him? Because he himself also here says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, is anything too hard for me? Because he created the heavens and the earth. He did everything. I think the problem with us as human beings is that we confine God to our thinking because our imaginations as human beings are limited. We always know natural means of doing things. We do not understand how some things can happen out of nothing. By the way, even the worlds we see today, they were created from nothing. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And in the book of John, it says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And everything that we see was created through the Word. And without the Word, nothing was made that was made. So the things that we see, they didn't come from anything else but from the Word. It's just that as human beings, we want things to come out from something that we know. So I'm saying for you, even your solution, when the Word is spoken, when God speaks, things will change. You don't have to think of natural ways. Unfortunately, as, natural, as mere men, we think of natural ways. Let's go back together to the book of 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 to 18 in the ERV. You will see here that as human beings, we have a way of thinking. But God says, that's not how I work. 
I work in my own supernatural ways. 2 Kings 3, 16 to 18, it says, Then Elisha said, This is what the Lord says. Dig holes in the valley. Yes, this is what the Lord says. You will not see wind or rain, but that valley will be filled with water. Then you and your cattle and other animals will have water to drink. This is an easy thing for the Lord to do. He will also help you defeat the Moabites. So what the Lord here is saying, he says, so they were in a place and it was dry. And as human beings, you say, how will water come out here? He says, just make trenches and leave those trenches as they are. There will not be wind, there will not be rain, but you're going to find water in those trenches. So you dig, you leave them overnight. The following day when you come, you are going to find water for you and for your livestock. In the natural mind, how, how will it happen? We don't know. So that's why it says you will not even see wind or rain because I know your minds think it will only happen if there's rain in those trenches, then water will be there. So he says you won't see it that way because I'm doing it my way. And that is the same thing. So we should actually not limit ourselves to our thinking because nothing is too hard for the Lord. So he says, you will not see wind nor rain, and yet there will be water. So that's why I'm saying to you, you may be trying to think, where will my solution come to, from? How will I get the money? How will this problem that I have in my marriage be solved? What about my child who's out on drugs? What about this? What about this? And you think about natural ways of a solution to that. Some of you say, I'm so sick that I do not know what else to do. I've done this, I've tried everything, but still I'm sick. What else do I need to do? The Lord says nothing is too hard for him. He said, is there anything too hard for me? So trust God, believe God, and know that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And for those of you who say, what about this in my body? He created that body. He knows how to heal it. So if he created the body, he's able also to fix it. So that's what we need to believe God for. So there are many things that God wants to do for us. And he says nothing is impossible with him. Do you remember? There was one time when uh, the angel of the Lord came to Mary and said to Mary, you are going to have a son and you will name him Jesus. And Mary thought, I'm a virgin. How will this happen since I do not know a man? So she was thinking about natural ways. But look at this, the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 34 to 37 in the New King James Version it reads, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, Indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. I like this. God already told us, is there anything too hard for me? It means even when Mary was a virgin, he says, I know how you can conceive. The power of the Holy One will come upon you and you will conceive. In our natural ways of thinking, we don't know how that would be possible. So the angel says, Mary, look, even Elizabeth, your, your relative, 
She has passed a childbearing age, but because of the power of God, she has conceived. She's now six months. Just showing that God is not limited. Because as human beings, we limit ourselves because of we think God will only do it this way or that way or that way or that way. We spend so much time on how. The how part is not ours. Our part is only to believe. We only need to believe God and know that nothing is impossible with the Lord. So he says nothing is impossible with the Lord. It will happen as the Lord has spoken. I'm reminded even about Sarai. You remember Sarai was very old. During a childbearing age, she could not give birth to a child. But God had given a promise that you are going to have so many descendants. So it means when she had passed that childbearing age, God still comes back and says, I know how to fulfill my promises. I'm not limited to natural means. You are still going to give birth to a child. That's why if you go to the book of Genesis, chapter 18, uh, 10 to 14 in the NLT, it reads, Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening to this conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old man like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. You see, it's the same thing. The angel says, is anything too hard for the Lord? So I want to ask you a question. Whatever you are facing, do you think it will be impossible for God to resolve? Is anything too hard for the Lord? For those of you maybe who have got a sickness that you feel, I'm believing God, I'm believing God, but things seem not to be working. I'm always reminded of a time when Lazarus was dead and stinking and Jesus rose him from the dead. Then in my mind I say, my body is not dead, my body is not stinking, so he can fix it. If he could fix the body of Lazarus who was dead and stinking, and fixed him and he was fine. How much more you who is still alive? May you trust God that nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is impossible with him. Because here he says, is anything too hard for the Lord? It's the same question that was asked in the book of Jeremiah. So the Lord keeps on saying, is anything too hard for me? So usually when we think that, how will this happen? How will this happen? We are actually limiting God. Because if you go to the book of Hebrews 11, 11, it reiterates the same thing about faith in which, which brought the child to Sarah. Look at this, Hebrews 11, 11, NIV. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. So it means even Sarah, who had passed the childbearing age, she could conceive because she considered him faithful who made the promise. So I'm asking you, what are you facing? What is your challenge? What mountain are you facing? What did God say about your situation? Because you need to consider him faithful who made the promise. So if you have a need, 
Let's say you've got a financial need, you are deep in debt, you don't know what to do. What did God say about providing for your needs? What did he say about supplying for your needs? So you need to consider him faithful. That indeed my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You need to consider him faithful. That the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack. You need to consider him faithful, especially when you are a giver. Because he says, give and it will be given back to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over. And when you are a tither, he says, I will even open windows of heaven for you. And you will not even have room enough to contain the blessing. So we need to consider him faithful. Him who has given a promise and not look at our situation and think this would be impossible. Because here it says Sarah conceived, even though she had passed the childbearing age, because she considered him faithful who had given a promise. So as we draw to a close, because I want you to take this close to yourself and say, if indeed nothing is impossible with God, if indeed nothing is too hard for the God, for God, why am I limited? Why am I limiting myself? Some of you, you've got this mediocre mentality. People tell you, you will never amount to nothing. You will not succeed. That's too, too high for you. You are dreaming too, too big. Don't go so high. Don't aim so high. You will be disappointed. But that's not how God says. Because I want to go with you to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 54, verse 1 to 4 in the message translation. Look at how God, who says nothing is too hard for us, he wants us to think. Look at how he wants us to think. Isaiah 54, 1 to 4, the message translation reads, Seeing barren woman who has never had a baby, fill the air with song, you who have never experienced childbirth. You are ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Did you hear that? Think big. So people who tell you, you are dreaming too high. You are thinking too high. They did not read Isaiah 54. The Lord wants you to think big. He wants you to trust him for great things because he's a great God. Okay? Some of you, you say, I can't trust God for such a big thing. I really think I just need this. I just need this. That's a mediocre mentality. That's the mentality like the people that were with, with uh, Joshua and Caleb had. They said we are like grasshoppers and they are like giants. The enemies are like giants. You need to think with God on my side, nothing shall be impossible. Because God did not only say that nothing is impossible with him. Jesus says to a person who believes, nothing shall be impossible. So let's finish this part in, in Isaiah 54. So let's go to verse 3. You are going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You are going to take over whole nations. You are going to resettle abandoned cities. Verse 4. Don't be afraid. You are not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You are not going to come up short. You will forget about all the humiliations of your youth and the indignities of being a widow will fade from memory. 
Did you hear that? He says, don't be afraid. You will not be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You are not going to come up short. In other words, he says, don't limit yourself. Trust me. I'm your God. I will hold you by my right hand of power. I want to fulfill my promises in your life. I want to show my greatness in your life. I want to demonstrate my glory through you so that the world may know that I am the Lord. That's what God used to always say. You would hear people like Hezekiah saying, Oh Lord, deliver us, O oh Lord, from the hands of the enemy so that all these people of the earth may know that you are God. So God wants us to reflect his glory. He wants to demonstrate his power toward us who believe. And we need to give him the opportunity. We need to say, I'm going to think big. I'm not going to be limited in my thinking. I'm trusting God. And when you trust God, do what God wants you to do so that you can then receive the promises. Walk in faith and be obedient. Because Isaiah 1, 18 and 19 says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So it's not only willingness, it's not only big dreams, but you also need to be obedient. You need to walk in the ways of the Lord. You need to be faithful to the Lord. Being faithful in how you live, not entertaining sin in your life, and being faithful in doing everything that God wants you to do. So then when you obey the commandments of the Lord, when you obey what God has told you to do, things will work out. Because God is faithful to his word, he will always fulfill his promises. So I want us to conclude by going to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, in the message translation. Look at this. Live full lives. Full in the fullness of God. God can do anything. You know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working with us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. Did you hear that? He says, live lives to the full. Okay? Live lives to the full. Don't go for the mediocre mentality. Don't settle for less when God can give you everything that you need. He says he will give you the desires of your heart. He says he, he, he will provide for you. He is the all-sufficient one. Now, if he says we should live lives to the full, and it says God can do anything, Again, nothing is impossible with the Lord. It says, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. That's what the Bible says. So in other words, God wants to exceed your expectation. That's the kind of God that I said. Whether some of you, servants of the Lord, you've got a vision that you believe is coming from the Lord and the Lord wants you to do things, don't limit yourselves to natural means. God knows how to provide. There was a time when Elijah, you remember Elijah the Tishbite? He was directed to go to the brook. And then the Lord himself says, he will command 
the ravens to feed him. And the ravens were bringing him meat and bread day and night. Instead of the ravens eating the meat, they knew that this meat is for Elijah. So God provided for Elijah. And when the brook dried up, God commanded Elijah to say, Go, I've commanded a widow woman in Zarephath who will sustain you there. So it means God is always ahead of our situations. We should never be stranded when we have God on our side. Because when one door closes, the next door is always opening up. It's already getting ready. So those of you who are stranded, maybe you say, I'm retrenched. God has got other plans for you. Trust God. Some of you, you say, my situation is getting worse. No. God knows where things are going with you. You remember with Joseph, as we conclude, when Joseph had a dream and he was told that his brethren were going to bow to him. So when his brother sold him to Egypt, I think he thought that was the dashing of his dreams. And then when he was at Potiphar's house and then the wife accused him of rape when he actually didn't rape her and he was the one who was running away. He was imprisoned for that. Imagine, you have a dream and now things seem to be falling apart. He arrives in prison, he's imprisoned, and ultimately, when he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, then his dream was interpreted. And then he became the governor or the ruler of Egypt. He was the only one above him was Pharaoh himself. So therefore, if you look at this, even when things seem to have been getting worse, they were in essence not getting worse. It was a way to get Joseph to his destiny. So child of God, be encouraged. You serve a mighty God. I do not get discouraged because I know that God is on my side. I want us to conclude. I'm reminding you, is there anything too hard for the Lord? What is it that you are looking for from the Lord? Trust him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we honor you. We glorify you. We worship you even this day. We thank you for your faithfulness. We honor you for your love. And we say you are our God. Thank you for such a powerful word. Thank you for reviving us. And thank you, my Father, even for changing the lives of so many through this word. I believe that many of your children have been encouraged. They are going to stand up again in faith and trust you. Because, Father, with you, nothing is impossible. And you said, Jesus said, that also for us who believe, nothing shall be impossible. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you that your power is within us. In Jesus' name. We give you praise, we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much. Stay blessed. Keep on walking in victory. Remember, is there anything too hard for the Lord?